One of the things I can always count on is that there will always be confirmation. Now, what is confirmation? Confirmation is when you get that sign from the universe, that little synchronistic kismet moment that reassures you that what you're doing is right. And the fact that Anchor by Spotify makes everything so easy to record my podcast and upload it, I've got episodes lined up for the rest of the year, all in one place, because everything can be done either on my desktop or on my phone. Anchor has the tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast anywhere, right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and so many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, it's totally free. I would suggest downloading the Anchor app or going to anchor.fm to get started because the one thing that could happen is you put out something that everyone needs to hear and you get confirmation of exactly what you needed. Even though there are millions of podcasts already, the world doesn't have yours. Join Anchor today. Welcome back to another episode of Metaphysical as Fuck. Today, in this episode, we're going to be talking about, can you be spiritual and do the earth stuff still too? I notice a lot of things that whenever we start to have these awakenings and these things that are coming to us, a lot of the times we start to cut out things out of our lives. Like, I'm not going to listen to that. I'm not going to eat that. I'm not going to watch that. Um, because there seems to be a, uh, what's the word? There seems to be like, I don't want to say it's a misconception because everybody's path is different. And if you don't want to watch something, you don't want to watch it. Um, I think that there is a preconceived notion that if you are a spiritual healer, or if you are someone who is in this in this realm of being a mindfulness coach or a life coach or a spiritual coach or a Reiki healer or whatever, um, that your life has to be a certain way. And that's, of course, that's just simply not true. Um, it's not true at all. Uh, you can be obsessed, not obsessed, but you can be someone who resonates very highly with lots of different things that someone would say, well, that's not very spiritual of you. And it's like, well, you know, the whole part of being spiritual is to understand the human experience, uh, is to understand what is going on uh, with yourself as well as every, as well as other people around you to be able to function and evolve and live the way that we want to live. So I'm going to specifically talk about like, um, how you can how you can love like true crime and be a very spiritual person um just because you listen to like i mean specifically for me i listen to my favorite murder every day that the new podcast comes out and <laughs> uh i've been someone who is interested in true crime and has known a lot about true crime since a very, very young age, um, at an age when I did start having these psychic abilities come in and, 
lived in houses that were haunted and, and just had various weird things happen when you're little that you don't really understand, but you do understand because as a child, you're so much closer to the source energy that you just came from. So it's easier for you to understand those things until someone tells you that's not real or that's not what that is, or you, you know, close it off in some way. I specifically remember there being this silver book that my mom had. And I was probably, I know I was about seven years old when I found this book. And this was after we had moved from one town to another. And my mother had taken us to a psychology class at her college that she didn't have, she didn't have a sitter to watch me or my 12-year-old brother at the time. So she just took us with her to her college class. Um, And I remember sitting in that class, and I remember my brother being so just infatuated with what was going on, and me being like, you know, I think I was like seven, so I didn't really care, but some of the things were really interesting. But they were it was a psychology class, so it was amazing. Um, That experience inadvertently led to me using psychology in the basis of my Reiki, um, I specifically do catered sessions that are based around the psychology of each person and their experiences that they've had in life, because that's the only way to know where it's the only way to truly know and pinpoint where something's going on in someone's body. Uh, the, the mind is telling the body what to do. So, when you find out these events that have happened in people's lives, you are able to see where the energy is stored. You're able to feel where the energy is stored better um, when you know what traumatic or energetic experiences they have had over over the few years. I specifically, I remember finding this silver book that said crime and punishment in blue letters when I was seven years old. And I opened the book and it was a book about true crime and the different um, serial killers that were, you know, that were prominent at the time. Um, It talked a lot. It had information about the BTK killer, Ted Bundy, Ed Gein, um, the Black Dahlia, so many true crime stories that we know so well, John Bonet, all these stories, uh, the Hillside Stranglers, um, the Zodiac Killer. And, you know, as a seven-year-old, probably shouldn't have been reading these things, but clearly <laughs> my mother was a murderino too. And uh, for me, it was understanding why people do the things that they do. Not really understanding why they do the things that they do, but seeing the patterns of people who commit heinous crimes was embedded into me at a, at a very small, at when I was very young to, uh, to understand, uh, to, I see why I was exposed to, I see why I was exposed to those things when I was little, because it does help me so much now. Um, when I hear my clients and people talk about different, different crazy things that have happened to them or how they've grown up or, or, ancestral trauma that's, you know, that's passed down through them to them. It's, it's insane. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. So having those things in my life at a young age made it to where 
when I did start doing Reiki, I was like, oh, these are things that are prominent in my mind already. How can I use these things to facilitate the healing that I want to use or that I want to do? And psychology literally has been the basis of that. Psychology is the root of my Reiki practice. And it it blows me away. Uh, it's never it's it's never really been wrong. Um, there's always something. Uh, there's always energetic imbalances, whether they're excessive or deficient inside our bodies. And knowing what happens at different times and how that affects your energetic frequency and how subconsciously you can just keep those patterns going without really even knowing um, is really interesting to to work through. And it's, it's, it's amazing to work through. So, um, you can be a Reiki practitioner. You can be someone who's spiritual and, you know, does tarot and is having the spiritual awakening and still, it's not a negative vibration. There's no good or bad. There's no, you know, high vibes or low vibes. There's just vibes and it's your perspective, your perspective on what the vibe is. So yeah, I'm not saying that Ted Bundy's a high flying vibe in person by no fucking means. Um, he's, and we're not even going to talk anymore about him because that's what he wants. Um, but true crime, drinking, drugs, sex, these things that, uh, the spiritual community has, uh, deemed negative, uh, are actually, they're not. I mean, to me, I, I don't see it as, you know, things are bad or things are good. Things just are what they are. Um, and that's the world that we live in. So true crime is just true crime. It is what it is. It is truly just crimes and, uh, going through your awakenings when you're having these thoughts and feelings and things coming to you, if you don't feel like you need to watch those things anymore, if it's too much energetic frequency at the time, turn it off. Don't watch it. But don't ostracize other people and say that they shouldn't watch true crime or that they shouldn't drink or that they shouldn't do hallucinogenic drugs or whatever. Like the whole point of being spiritual is not to be an extremist, to not be someone who is blaming everyone else for what's going on, um, saying you have to stop this and you have to stop that, or you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that. And if you do this, you're not spiritual. And how can you be spiritual if you, you know, do this or whatever, but it's just really, it's just not the case. It just doesn't make sense. So stop it. <laughs> um, and that just goes into the second part of what I was going to talk about in this podcast about breaking down what you think your life should look like. Uh, if you think your life should look a certain way because you've gone through a spiritual uh, transition, uh, you, you, you've gone through a spiritual advancement, uh, an upgrade, and you think that you should be somewhere else. Like, no, you like, no, there's no shoulds. There's no what your life should look like. It's what you want your life to look like. Um, there's really not much more I can say about that because that's literally just what it is. Like your life shouldn't look any way. Uh, don't look back on your past and think that you should have done something different because what you, what you did led you to where you are and you couldn't be who you are if you hadn't made all those choices. So 
be thankful for the choices that you made because you you are where you are. You are who you are because of that. So keep thinking about what you want to do and what you imagine your life to be like and focus on it and it'll happen. It'll come true. Um, I think specifically that you should practice earth stuff, that if you are having this spiritual advancement and evolution, that what you should do more than anything, instead of trying to dive into your crown and be so high up into this physical, into this non-physical realm is take a look at what is around you. Take a look and find the signs that are right in front of you that are physical, that are in the 3D. So really experience this environment and utilize the, you know, utilize the law of attraction. Um, You know it works. So don't act like you don't think it works. Like, you know, when you buy a new freaking, okay, let's say you're thinking about buying a green Range Rover. And then all of a sudden you start seeing a bunch of green Range Rovers on the road. It's because your thoughts are vibrations and those vibrations are sent out into the universe and the universe doesn't know that you don't want something or that you do want something. It just knows what thoughts, what vibrations you're sending out. So if you're thinking about the green Range Rover Rover, and keep seeing the green Range Rover um, until you buy your own green Range Rover and then you're like, oh my God, everybody has green Range Rovers. Like, what the fuck? Why does everybody have a green Range Rover? Like... Utilize the law of attraction in your environment and, you know, do your Beyonce bubble, create your, create your bubble, um, your egg orb and, you know, practice this earth shit. Watch the fucking true crime show. Watch it. If you want to watch Dateline, fucking watch it. If you want to listen to a podcast about murder, listen to it because you're going to still get the signs. It's not that if you do these things or if you don't do these things that you're not going to get your signs. And I think that's what the fear, that's what the main thing is, is that it's a fear of if you do these lower vibrational activities that you're not going to, like, what's the point of not doing something that um, may, that someone may label lower vibration if it does if it brings you a sense of re- relief, Um I've fallen asleep to listening to my favorite murder. And that's literally, that's in, I mean, I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only one who does that. So, you know, watch the show. You'll get the messages. Listen to the music. You'll still get the messages. I see that that's a big, that's a big reoccurring theme. I've seen come up where goddesses that I know have defended themselves about the music that they listen to or that the music that they create because someone's like, you know, well, that's a really low vibrational music and, you know, that's the Illuminati music or whatever. And, you know, y'all haters corny with that Illuminati mess. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's, it is what it is. And if it resonates with you in a way that lifts your vibration, you're doing the exact opposite of what their intention was if their intention is to make you mind-numbing whatever. Like, the, the last thing that people want is an empowered individual. So if you do listen to music that is mass-produced, that's pop music, like, it doesn't, it's still, you're still a high vibrational being. Like, nothing can vibrate higher than love doesn't matter what frequency that the music is on, nothing can vibrate higher than love. So just, you know, if you love it, you love it. 
do what you want and you'll still get the messages. That's the main, that's the main, do what you want and you'll still get your messages. A hundred percent. You can be spiritual and still cooperate and do all these fun earth things that literally what we came here for, we knew it was going to be a playground. We knew that coming to earth and incarnating was going to be joy at pure joy and pure experience because we knew that what if y'all could I had this in my hands if you just knew <laughs> it's a hundred it's a hundred percent it's the playground um if earth was quarantined and it was like a Simpsons episode and everyone was above the quarantine zone and was like, okay, well, I'm going to go into the quarantine zone and live and experience joy and experience this life so that I can involve an upgrade and move on to the next level. And then you walk around the room and you're like, hey, Becky, Brenda, Jamie, Donald, will you manifest with me into the physical realm and like teach me lessons and be, you know, be this lesson for me? in some way and they say yes or no and then boom like that would be interesting right we we can we can get on that board I can get I can get on that train about that life that I I came here that I chose to come here and that you know I knew it was going to be joyous and that (laughs) that you can that you know hey I'll look at this life as it's an experiment that I already know the outcome to Because like I said, we didn't come here to fail. That's the ongoing theme is we didn't come here to fail. Look at your life as an experiment. You already know the outcome too. All right, let's talk about the juicy shit before (laughs) we wrap up. Let's talk about drugs and sex and being spiritual and what it means to use plant medicine and other types of spirits that cause higher dimensional thinking. So based based on my experience and working with plant spirits and working with other hallucinogens, I absolutely think that if you are on this spiritual path and you feel called to work with a plant spirit such as ayahuasca or psilocybin or even cannabis, that it doesn't, it's not any lower of a vibration. Even if you choose to work with LSD, it's not any lower of a vibration. Um, Connecting to your higher self in whatever way that works for you is, is a vital part of this journey. And utilizing the chemicals that are man-made or the plants and substances and herbs that are earth made is important. Um, not to say go out and go do some acid right now or go out and eat some mushrooms, but like, I mean, if you want to eat mushrooms, you should totally eat mushrooms. Uh, if you want to eat acid, you should totally eat acid. If you, you know, and if you have bad experiences with those things and you have negative connotations and energetic vibrations toward them, that's okay too. Um, but don't come, don't project your fears onto other people because of an experience that you have had. If I went to the Chuck E. Cheese, 
and had a horrible experience, I mean, yeah, I'd probably tell some people that I didn't have a great experience at Chuck E. Cheese, but I wouldn't go as far as being like, you should never go to Chuck E. Cheese. Never, never, never. Don't go to Chuck E. Cheese because this guy went to Chuck E. Cheese and he got his, you know, da 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 whatever. Um, no, like if you've been around people who are working with high frequency catalyst uh, medicines, then that's showing you that that's showing you that that's something that is in your vortex that you're not understanding if you're casting fear onto it. Um, plain and simple, if you're casting fear and judgment onto other people who are using drugs, not drugs, I don't even like to say drugs, let's call them drugs, no. <laughs> if you're casting fear and judgment onto someone else, based on what their body, what they're intaking in their body, it's only, it's a deeper reflection of yourself than it is of them. You can ask yourself, why do I feel so strongly about what they're putting into their body and what they're doing with their bodies? Why do I feel so strongly about them partying or them not partying or why do I, you know, why do I want them to come out when they don't want to come out and why do I want them to do this and they don't want to do this? Um, it's more, you know, look back at yourself and see what, see what's going on there in, in that aspect. I mean, so basically with that, I'm saying if you, if you feel called the plants, the, the medicine will call to you whether it's San Pedro, psilocybin, ayahuasca, peyote, these plant medicines have been here and have been in indigenous culture and ingrained in our ancestral lineage for thousands of years, thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Um, the ancient Canaanites were pe people who worshipped hemp and the goddess uh, Asherah because of the hemp plant. So these were people who constantly were utilizing cannabis in their everyday life. So it was also part of indigenous culture to do vision quests and to journey into a higher state of consciousness with the help of a plant spirit um, to be able to evolve and, and, and step out of your ego. Um, this can also be done with sex and a lot of misconception about, uh, abstinence or chastity or the sense of purity being, uh, chase and not having sex and not talking about sex and not doing things that make you feel good during sex or talking to your partner about sex. And this is something that, I mean, it's like a, it's a core wound. It's such a core wound for humanity because sex has been so demonized, literally like sex is the devil. So, you know, sex is said to be the devil. So, um, I don't know, but Lucifer was an angel. So if sex is the devil, then sex is an angel. And, <laughs> and you know, angelic sex is more tantric than anything you can ever, you know, than, and then a lot of things you can experience. Um, we have, we came here also to experience that. We knew how amazing 
how amazing it is. And we've seen how, you know, the extremes of sex and in our, and, and, you know, in in literature and um, ancient texts and, and things more, you know, more power to sex workers, but like they've been around longer than many other business people and entrepreneurs. So shout out to them. Um, Hope that your life, you know, hope that things are going good for you. Uh, But, you know, these earth things, just because you're having spiritual awakenings doesn't mean that you have to cut out all these earth things that you already, that you do enjoy that, that led you to where you are anyway. So don't, you know, think that if you have an amazing sex life or if you don't have an amazing sex life or you want your sex life to be different, just do it, talk, say something like buy the toy, buy the toy for yourself, buy the toy for your lover. Like, you know, it's, it's all here for us to relish and live and work in. So don't judge it. Don't push it out of the way and think that it's a lower vibration. Get out of the thinking that there are lower vibrations and higher vibrations. When it comes to the only thing that the only thing that's lower or higher is your emotional frequency. So if you're casting judgment on something, it's because you feel a fear and a guilt of I'm not going to get mine or you shouldn't have that because if you have that, then I'm not going to have mine. And what it comes down to, honey, is what's yours will come. 110%. What is yours will come. And that can be, we don't really talk about like having mantras and, you know, affirmations and things on this podcast at all, really. Um, that's a lot of the client work that I do with the psychology basis is, you know, talking to yourself and telling yourself things that, you know, you create your reality based on what you're telling yourself in your head and what you're speaking out loud. So taking the time to really see how you're talking to yourself is very important because every thought that you send out, its intention is to fulfill that thought. And if you're telling yourself you're not good enough or that you don't know, or that you just, you know, you can't, then the universe doesn't know, but to show for that, to show up for you, to, to keep showing you things that show you that you can't, to keep showing you things, to show you that you don't know, get clear, you know, you know, you know exactly what you want. You know exactly what you want. Don't act like you don't. And don't feel bad about wanting what you want. Don't. Don't feel bad about it. And if it is uncomfortable and it's something that you're like, why do I want that? What is that even coming up for? Look at where it originated. Look at where you first had that thought. Try to go back as far as you can and think of the first place that you had that thought or pattern. And then think, is that even mine? Or did I pick that up from someone else because I thought that that was what I should do? One more last note on sex and relationships. Your relationships don't have to be a certain way. Just because there's been a societal structure or pattern that has been told to you to repeat over and over again doesn't mean that that's exactly what you need for yourself or what you can actually do. So try not to be so hard on yourself if you are going through a situation that you feel it's not supposed to be this way. Um, Go back to thinking, you know, 
go back to thinking that this is the experiment and you know exactly how it's going to turn out. And even though things may seem that they're not turning out that way, that they are actually, this is your reality. You came here. You and your you and your best friend can look at a tree and see completely different things about the tree. So th your perception of your reality is just that. It's what you're creating. Create the relationship that you want. Create it down to the absolute final. <laughs> Create it down to the eye color, the hair, the walk, the everything. And it will happen. It will, like... It will work out because you think of all the things that you've created already. You've done so much. And maybe it wasn't exactly how you wanted, but it was way better than you could have ever imagined. So keep thinking that your relationships are so much more than you're seeing on the surface. See your lover or your twin flame or your soulmate, you see them as someone who chose to be here with you. See them as someone who knows the end of their experiment as well. And we could talk about twin flames and soulmates for a, a whole, an entire other podcast, but I'm going to wrap this one up um, quickly and just tell you that there's a lot I feel like personally there's a lot of misinformation about Twin Flames um, and the people that I've spoken with about this resonated with what I was saying and felt the same as well, that Twin Flame energy and soulmate energy are, of course, they're two very different things. Your soulmates are your lovers, but your soulmates are also your best friends and people in your family that teach you the hardest lessons, the people that stop talking to you, the people that turn their backs on you. Those are your soulmates. They really are. Um, they teach you to turn to yourself. They teach you, you know, look at it from your higher self, looking at their higher self. Like they're, you may be judging them for their decision, but they're making decisions based on their perspective. And that's all anybody does. So you don't, I don't like, you don't have to forgive them, but, you know, forgive yourself for taking it so personal because when it comes down to it, four agreements, number one, don't take anything personal. No one does anything to do. No one does anything for anyone other than themselves, period. They don't, no one does anything to make themselves. You do something because you think it's going to make yourself feel better. You want something because you think you'll feel better in the having of it. Totally said I was going to wrap this up. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you have many soulmates in your life. And you have one twin flame. And that is the person that energetically has flown in with you. Not at the same, at the same time, in the same life. To be your balance to be the flame that burns beside you and sees how bright you are and you see how bright they are. And when it, when both of you don't see the brightness of, of yourself, that person is there holding that mirror up for you and showing you how beautiful you are and showing you that no matter what, there can be things that happen that, that that's just the way that it, it is what it is. 
And whether your twin flame is physical or non-physical, that's the decision that you've chosen. And if you've chosen for your twin flame to be physical, you, there's no, that one's not better than the other. That's the, let's get that ingrained in. One is not better than the other. Um, in any case of spiritual healing, not one Reiki is better than another, not one tarot is better than another, not one medium is better than another. Like everyone is where they're at because their gifts are unique to them. You cannot be like anyone else. You can't be better than anyone else because you're not the same. You can't be worse than someone else because you're not. And yeah. Okay. So I've, I've said I'm wrapping this up now for the past two minutes. So on the last note, the twin flame, uh, physical, non-physical relationship is a deep relationship that you learn. You've asked that person to show you the deepest parts of yourself and to be okay with that. Like you were talking in the writer's room before the Simpsons episode was written and you were like, you want to, you know, do you want to be the love of my life? Do you want to be that for me? And that person's that for you anyway. So of course they would incarnate on this planet and do that with you again. Uh, that's the fun. That's some of the funnest shit. Um, they lead you to amazing people. You lead each other. You just walk hand in hand. You lead each other to a great fucking experience. And that's what soulmates do for you too, is you walk hand in hand for a while and maybe you don't walk hand in hand for a while, but you're led to an experience that is making yourself a better you. So much love and have a great day or night. Bye.